The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. There's a verse in the Bible in uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Aren't you glad? that um, the government will be upon his shoulder rather than Canberra's shoulders. <laughs> Let's not get political tonight. Uh, uh, because it is Christmas after all, and they're all on holidays. And his name, here it is, his name shall be called. I love this. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Then the book of Matthew also says, Emmanuel, And then finally, yes, Jesus is definitely one of his names as well. But the Bible gives us so many different names for this wonderful person that was born 2,000 years ago. Every single one of these names are a revelation of his character, a revelation of of who he is. And, And on Christmas 2016... What I want us to do is not just focus on the gift that was given to us, and and certainly the gift of salvation was given to us, but I want us to focus on the giver of the gift and the person and his personality and, um, and, and just begin to understand that not only was the gift of salvation given to us, but the person of Jesus was given to us. And it's important for us to understand that there's a friendship and a relationship that God wants to build with us that is just so beautiful. And when you, when you understand that and you get a revelation of that, and, and it takes a while. Can I just say to you that it takes a while in every single one of you at a particular stage in your journey. But when that revelation comes, that 2,000 years ago, God not only sent the gift of salvation, but sent his son, Jesus, who wants to enter into relationship with us and a personal relationship. It is just all the more beautiful. How many of you uh, have watched on YouTube or one of these channels, some of the um, soldiers that were overseas and, and decided to surprise their families? Um, we got a son in the military, and so it, so we're pretty emotional when it comes to anything to do with the military. And, and I remember the first time one of these clips came on and it was a serviceman that had been away for years and decided to surprise his kids and they weren't expecting dad to be home. And when he came home, it was just like an explosion of joy. And, and I remember the first time that Anne saw one of these, she started to cry and... Um, and I sort of braced myself, but uh, deep down I was crying as well because it's so emotional when you're united with people that you love. And so this Christmas, uh, my son, who's now living in Brisbane, has come down with his wife and they've come to spend Christmas with us. And you know what? I, I, it's not the gifts that I'm interested in. It's like I, I couldn't care less if they gave me a gift or not. To me, it's your presence, to have, to have you in the home. That's the greatest gift. It's, it's your presence, not your presence. It's the, it's the presence 
of the person rather than the present that they give that's so important. And maybe some of you this Christmas, you're going to spend and it's the first time without one of your loved ones. I can remember Christmas 19 years ago, which was my first Christmas without my father. So obviously he'd been there every Christmas from my birth. But 19 years ago was the first Christmas that I had without my father. And it was like I'd exchange all the presents, all the gifts just to have him back. And it was just a very emotional time because it's people that are the most precious in your life. And so many times we kind of think it's things, but it's people. And this is what Christmas is all about. God wanting to introduce his son to us so that we can have a personal relationship with him. And that personal relationship, when it connects, it just changes your life. And for us, I suppose for some of you that are visiting, this might be a different style of church for you. But, you know, our, our style of church is very emotional. We're, we're, it's, it's, it's very spiritual. It's very connect. We, we like to connect. And so, and so you won't hear sort of, you know, just high church stuff here. It's in your face, connect, because that's, that's the way that we feel that God is with us. He wants to be in our face and connect and embrace and be emotional with us where our heart starts to beat with passion towards him. See, that's a Christmas message you don't hear too often, but that really is the essence of Christmas. Come on, get excited about it. Get full of joy. Understand that God wants to connect with you. And so the names that he introduced, and I've been doing a series right through December on the names of Jesus, and we started with Emmanuel, which means God with us, then we moved to Wonderful Counselor, which means God wanting to guide us through life, to be that person who counsels us, gives us direction, advises us, the best path. How many of you think that's a good thing, to have an eternal advisor? Not just a job advisor, but an eternal advisor that advises and guides us through life. And then last Sunday, and you can download all of these um, on our website, go to lifesource.org, and you can download all these messages. And last week we talked about Mighty God. That's his name, Mighty God. He's the one that causes the impossible to become possible in your life. And then today, these, these two names of God, I love this, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. Now, let, let me state right from the beginning that, that we have God the Father and God the Son, and they're separate personalities. They're one God, but they're separate personalities. And so in this scripture, Jesus is called the Everlasting Father. He's not called God the Father, but he's called the Everlasting Father. And, and it's the connection of that rock in your life. And I think that's probably the essence of the name given to him here where Jesus becomes the rock in our life. Just as a father ought to be a rock in a family's life, Jesus wants to be the rock in your life. And here's the difference. I had my father for 38 and a half years. From the day that I was born to the day he died was 38 and a half years. So my earthly father was 38 and a half years. But Jesus is everlasting father. 
There's no finish. There's no end. He will always be there. How many of you think that's incredible that he's the everlasting father, the rock in your life that will never let you down, the one that will be the stability in your life? There's something powerful about a father being the stable force, and that's the way that it ought to be. Now, I know that in life this doesn't always happen, but in this church, we teach our men to be the rocks the stable factors, the ones that go through life with stability, dependability, that that whole factor where their integrity is so strong that people can depend upon them. That's what true fatherhood is all about. And that's what Jesus was, the stable one, the one that was dependable. You know, uh, I, I, I feel really honored when people in our church called me the father of the house. That's and, and called my beautiful wife the mother of the house. And we feel honored. We've never asked them to do that, but they do that because people need stability. People need individuals in life that week in and week out say the same thing, do the same thing, consistent in life. And, and can I just say to you, that's probably one of the greatest gifts that you can give people is the gift of consistency, the gift of always turning up being so predictable, they know what you're going to say before you say it because you're so predictable. How many of you know that's, there's good predictability, that when you have got stability in your life and people know that, you know what, they're not wishy-washy. They're always going to say the thing that's integrous, the thing that is right, the thing that is righteous. There's there's, there's a powerful force in that. Can I encourage you fathers to be like that for your families, to be that consistent in your families? Can I encourage you husbands to be like that with your wife, to be consistent, to be loving, not to be wishy-washy, but to have that bedrock of integrity because that's what Jesus is to us, the everlasting father. Then the other name that I just want to focus in on is Prince of Peace, and, and I love this whole thing of peace. And here's the Prince of Peace. I suppose the big question is this, what is it that everybody in the world would love? And the answer is peace. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest thing. How many of you want peace in your home? How many of you want peace in your family? How many of you want peace in your community? How many of you want peace in Australia? I'm sure that, that yesterday and the day before, all of us were shocked when, when we turned on the news and heard that there were some people that wanted to disrupt the peace of Christmas. Imagine that. Here it is for us. Peace, goodwill to all mankind. That's the message of Christmas. And some people with whatever deception in their head think it's a good idea to explode some bombs in a church at Christmas time, think that's a really good idea. What sort of mentality is that? See, see but Jesus came to bring peace. And he's the Prince of Peace, and he wants to bring peace in our situation. And can I just say that in turbulent times, that's when we need the Prince of Peace. And the message of Christmas is God wants to bring peace into your life. That's, that's the starting point. Before he can bring peace into the world, he wants to bring peace into your life. And the way that we bring peace into the world is one life at a time. And so if we can bring peace into your life, then that's the beginning of bringing peace to the world. And so, you know, rather than saying, yes, I want peace for the world, why don't you say, I want peace for me to start with. And then I want peace for the person next to me. Then I want peace for my family. Then I want peace for my neighborhood. 
Then I, and, and, and how do you bring peace? Can I, can I just tell you how to bring peace? Bring the Prince of Peace into your life. When you bring the Prince of Peace into your life, he brings peace. Because the peace that Jesus gives is not a peace that's dependent upon outward circumstance. It's not a peace that's dependent upon everything going well for you. The peace that Jesus brings is an inner peace where you're at peace on the inside. And you can be in the midst of a storm, but at peace. And what a beautiful illustration we have in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus is on this, this terrible stormy sea and everybody is panicked because the waves are breaking in. But Jesus is asleep at peace. And he said, why, why are you afraid? How many of you know that every time an angel appears, they learn this statement in angel school. Whenever you appear, the first thing you say to people is, do not be afraid, because that's the normal circumstance with people. When they see an angel, they're, they're afraid. And, and that's the case with so many of us. We go through life fearful. But the Prince of Peace, he's come to alleviate your fears and bring peace. Peace, peace, this peace that the world cannot give is what Jesus came to do. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 saying, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, a long time ago, I saw this slogan that I just loved. And the slogan just says, no Jesus, N-O Jesus, no peace, N-O peace. And then the next phrase says, no Jesus, K-N-O-W Jesus, no peace, K-N-O peace. And that, that, just, that just hit me and I thought, that is so true. No Jesus, no peace. But no Jesus and you'll know peace. Now, if you can't read English, you're really going to struggle with this. You're going to struggle big time. So get someone to explain it to you, and I'm sure that they will. But that's what Jesus came to do. He came to help us understand what real peace is. And real peace is not having the latest and the greatest and the best and this and that. Because so many people live, live thinking, you know, I, I, I will have peace if I have this. No, here it is. You'll have peace when the Prince of Peace comes into your heart because he's the Prince of Peace. And one of the gifts that he wants to give you is peace. This is what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. The angels, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. That was the declaration. Ephesians 2, 14. I love this. He himself is our peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is our peace. And this is what Jesus himself said in John 14, 27. He says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give you. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, some of you have got troubled hearts. Some of you have got fear. But Jesus came to alleviate that and to give you peace. Can I finish today, Liz, as you start to come? As I said earlier on, the peace that Jesus gives is not a peace that's dependent upon everything going well. It's not a peace that's dependent upon not having any disputes around you. The peace that Jesus came to give is not dependent upon there being no turbulence in your life and everyone loving you. 
The peace that Jesus came to give is an inner peace that comes when you know that all is well between you and your Creator. When you know that all is well between you and God. When you know that the hope of eternal life resides within you. See, peace comes when you know that you've been forgiven for all of your sins, all of your mistakes, your past. That haunts so many people. Your past can be so haunting. But Jesus deals with your past. Not only that, but he also gives hope for your future. And I love that. He deals with your past. He gives hope for your future. And what else does he do? He gives peace to your present. That's what we need. We need a peace for today by having your past dealt with, your future full of hope. And can I just say to you that people don't have peace when their past haunts them and when their future makes them afraid. And so it's very difficult to have peace in your now when there's turbulence in your past and fear in your future. But this is what Jesus came to do. Deal with your past. Give hope for your future so you can have peace for today. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.